Well, here we are. The first uh, episode went off very well. It's uh, Julian Bray, by the way, the aviation expert without any aircraft in the skies, uh, locked in at home and wondering what on earth it's all about. And so this is a distraction type podcast. So basically just telling you what's happening and uh, my view on the world and anything else I want to throw in. Possibly a few bad jokes, if I can remember any, but uh, we'll just ramble on a bit. And uh, I think we ought to have a look at today's news, first of all. Uh, And this is about Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, uh, being taken into the intensive care units overnight. Clearly, this is not a good move because uh, we've got the situation where he did actually have uh, coronavirus. and. Clearly, he's been overworking, what with the election and everything else he's got to deal with. And, of course, uh, uh, the pregnancy with his girlfriend, with his fiancée. And, of course, forget you can't forget that he's just come out of a rather contentious divorce. Now, if anything is going to send people over the top, it's divorces. And I've had a couple, so I know that from uh, first experience. But uh, we won't go over old battles. We'll have a look at what's happening at the moment. So Boris is in the ICU. We're not sure what type of ventilator he's got. I think it's on one of the smaller ones. So they are probably just forcing oxygen into his lungs uh, to give him some breathing assistance that way. It's not the full-on one where they have to induce a coma and uh, knock you out, as far as we understand. So he's got, the experts say, round about a, a 20% chance of... Uh, uh, getting out, possibly a bit higher. Earlier on, they were saying 50%, uh, but they've gone and lowered the odds for some reason. So that isn't good, let's face it. So we wish him, the family, and everybody else all the best. And the latest, of course, is that uh, Michael Gove, one of the other front runners on this government, has also declared himself sick. So he's now self-isolating because a member of his family picked something up so it's they're all dropping like nine pins really and in the uk of course we don't have what they have in the states which is a deputy president so we don't have a deputy prime minister here it has to go through a rather arcane process to actually work out who's got the power so Dominic Rabb is another, this is a gentleman that did know where the English Channel was, by the way, uh, a couple of years back. Uh, this Dominic Rabb, R-A-A-B, is standing in for the Prime Minister. So hopefully he's got a map out and he's also got a sat-nav and he now knows where the English Channel is. Because, believe it or not, he's de facto temporary Prime Minister. So that's all happening The other thing I have a problem with at the moment, that is, quite frankly, the difference between the way they handle things in Scotland and Wales and London, because they keep having these press conferences, they keep going around in circles, and then what happens is they say, well, of course, Westminster controls the money, so we must revert to Westminster to try and sort that one out. And it's all a bit confusing. Why don't they just say, look, we have this pandemic, we're trying to get rid of it. We'll all come together, uh, 
push down all national boundaries. Let's have one, uh, shall we say, organisation to control the whole lot rather than going through layers and layers of management. Well, that's my idea. It'll never happen, of course, because there's too much invested interest. But it is quite amazing the number of people who haven't quite got the idea. We've seen pictures of people uh, strolling in parks and family groups and large groups bunching together. And of course, the whole idea of the lockdown and the isolation is to keep you away from other people. Uh, so you don't have the possibility of picking up anything at all from them. The problem here is quite simply that there is no known cure for this virus. It's not like a flu, it's like not like anything we've seen in our lifetime. It just kills people and very, very quickly too. And so that I suppose is a message they're trying to get it get it get over. But they're not doing it very well because it is, is a, a weird sort of stay safe, look after the National Health Service, stay indoors. It's crazy. Why do we want to save the National Health Service? Surely it saved lives. That's what we're talking about. So if they talk about saving lives, not saving the National Health Service, that can be saved by throwing more money at it. They know that because they've been cutting funds to the National Health Service and the various uh, health authorities been nursing a huge debt through uh, private financial initiatives and other things they used to build a whole load of hospitals way back. And the only people that are making money out of these are the original construction companies that actually put the money up. So that debt's been wiped off apparently. And uh, there's a lot more debt being run up at the moment. And it's going to take, well, it's going to take years really to... Uh, uh, pay off this lot so we shall see what happens now I'm also particularly worried about the state of uh, business businesses because they're furloughing people uh, which means basically the government will eventually pay uh, a percentage 80% of their salaries but they're not paying it for a while and I think uh, what is going to happen there is that So, in the true spirit of podcasting, I'm carrying on. I've just called away because uh, when you're sort of stuck at home, you have to get involved in the housekeeping. And it is the annual ritual, or rather the morning ritual, of uh, trying to put uh, a duvet into a duvet cover, which is not a one-person uh, deal, as you probably realise, so you need two people to do it properly. So, we've done that, so we're back on the... Uh, well, on the podcast now, aren't we? So here we are, seven minutes into it, and you're still with us. Well, well done, people. That's really good of you. Apparently, you're supposed to ed edit bits on this, but uh, we're just going to bash and crash straight through because that is the way to do it, just to get the thing going. So here we are. We're sitting in Cambridgeshire in the UK, and uh, it's a lovely day today, of course, and... Uh, Everybody's told not to go out, and so we've got to make the best of it. We can go into our garden, but the trouble is that means I've got to do the garden, doesn't it? So that's far too much like hard work. And I was going to start detailing the car. That's apparently a very posh kind of uh, wash and brush up for the car, so we're going to have to do that sometime as well. Something else we can do. 
and um, I put a whole load of people on Snapchat earlier on today. Don't know who on earth they are, but a very nice young lady from uh, Chicago suddenly said hi. So I said hi back, and she said she was lonely. She was all locked up, can't see her family. And I said, well, if you want to do a few daft things, go out into the garden and yell at the top of your voice. Just do anything, you know, because you don't have to act normally when you're locked up the way we are, because we don't live in normal times. And we're all going to go stir crazy unless we do a few things. So really, she took that. Uh, I think I think she was possibly Hispanic because the English wasn't particularly good <laughs> and possibly confused her terribly, which is awful, really. But uh, never mind. Uh, they probably think we're all barking mad here anyway. So uh, Chicago, the Windy City, I seem to remember it was called. But where were we? Oh, yes, we're sort of looking at what's happening here. Right, so we've got this situation, haven't we, where the government, the all the ministers are keeling over at the moment. Gove is the latest one to declare himself self-isolating. And... So if he goes, and if Rab goes, who's Rab is taking over uh, some of the Prime Minister's responsibilities, uh, so he hasn't got full executive powers, but um, hopefully Boris is going to get better and he's going to come back. However, they say for every day you spend in intensive care, uh, every day you need a week uh, recover, a week recovery. So if he's in there for seven days, therefore he needs seven weeks to recover. So he can't go straight back into government and start running the country, although he thinks he can. So somebody is going to have to take a grip here and say, uh, <laughs> come on, Boris. And I think it's got to be his dad, uh, so he can control him uh, and tell him to be sensible about it. Hopefully it won't be in another election, but uh, they will really have to sort something else out. Uh, they could have a national government, I suppose, where opposition and uh, the government of the day come together and try and fight this thing. But I think it's going to last a lot longer than they think it is, uh, because there are some people talking about returning to normal, lifting uh, various bits, uh, getting the kids back to school. It's only because the mothers and uh, the fathers at home with the kids are going absolutely spare, uh, because normally you have them for, for the, you know, for the summer break. Um, I suppose I was lucky, although I was dead against it at the time. Uh, all my kids, or nearly all my kids, went to boarding school. Um, I, was, I was against it, uh, but I had fairly sort of. Um, um, forceful wives, we might say, and uh, they both decided that their kids were going to go to boarding school, and so Muggins here paid for it. But it stood them in good stead. They've got a whole load of friends, and um, they seem to be doing quite well. Uh, so we shall see what happens there. But anyway, let's bring it bang up to date. Uh, the headline on the television at the moment says, Boris Johnson in intensive care. PM has been given oxygen but not been put on ventilator, which means they haven't had to put him into induced coma uh, because there are several types of ventilators these days, including the ones that uh, have been manufactured over the last week and were designed by Mercedes 
uh, that's the racing team and a, a vacuum cleaner manufacturer, I think it was. So they've all gone in and basically it's forcing, as I understand, it's forcing warmed up oxygen into the lungs and that apparently is enough to keep the lungs going and to keep the functions going. So it's not quite life support, but it is a support. Uh, so it's now up to Boris's uh, body to respond to it and uh, hopefully get a bit better. Uh, at the moment, as I say, it's not too good. So we shall have to see what happens. And well, we'll leave that to one side at the moment. There was another uh, story that came up today on a Blackman. Uh, she was in the Avengers, if you remember, and she was Pussy Galore in one of the James Bond film. Now, on a Blackman, bless her, she was in her nineties. Uh, died natural causes. Uh, I always remember her. I met her quite a few times because she used to live down the Fulham Road in Chelsea. Uh, back in the 70s, I owned a wine bar in Chelsea called Bray's, quite original really. And uh, she was one of the customers in there and also the hairdresser nearby. And she's always going to the hairdresser. She always looked as though her hair had just been prepped and primped. Uh, and she always looked very smart. Uh, but she was a stickler for etiquette and form. So she would actually correct anybody who, who put a, you know, a, well, a poor, uh, who messed up, shall we say. Um, it wasn't correct form. We've had the wrong shoes on uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, she liked the odd drink. And uh, it was nice to see her. Sorry, sorry that she's passed on, but uh, she certain, certainly led a very full and happy life. So wish her all the best. But back to this uh, being at home business, there's lots of things to be done. And really, I suppose we can all discover books and things like that. Um, books, now that's an interesting proposition. I've got loads of books that all all been read, but also got invested very early on in a Kindle. When Kindles first came out, um, we were doing a lot of cruise ship cruising on cruise ships, so it's good you could load up your uh, uh, your books onto your Kindle, and then the very early Kindles used to get free Wi-Fi. Um, so you didn't have to pay for it because it would it would pick up on the nearest beacon. Uh, they changed it subsequently on the later editions of the Kindle, but it's brilliant. You could go anywhere you like. You could do basic email, but also you could read all your books. It was a black and white display, and um, the earlier ones didn't have a backlight, so you had to have a little light in front of it. But it was absolutely amazing because uh, the first time we pulled these out, uh, Nobody else has seen them. They're going, what on earth is that? Now, of course, they're everywhere. Um, I've progressed to larger Kindles. And in fact, it's also infected my use of a smartphone because I have a huge Blackview phone. Now, I don't know if you heard of Blackview as a brand, but look it up. Blackview, not Blackberry, Blackview. Basically, they are... They've got similar spec to the Samsung, only it's about a quarter of the price. 
and uh, the one I've got is huge one. It's a, more like a, a tablet, a mini tablet. I can just about get into my pocket. But the point is the, the battery is in there, the, the cover's good, and uh, this one is built like the proverbial brick <clears throat> SH-1T house. So you can drop it. It's been dropped a few times and it's still there. But uh, Blackview is the name. They're built in Hong Kong, these. So um, have a look, see what you think. Uh, you can get them through Amazon and they have an agent in the UK who's quite good, actually, because the first one I got, I couldn't get it to work. So I rang them up and they said, uh, I'll send it back to us. Uh, so I sent it back and he says, I'll send out another one by return, but I'll bench test it before I send it to you. And so you know the way it works on Amazon. You actually have to pay up front and get a refund. So I had to pay again, but I got got it refunded. So uh, I paid the money and he said, I'll throw in a few extra goodies as well. So I thought that was good. And uh, touch wood, it's worked ever since. So really pleased with it. So that is what we have here. It is, it is a, a black view, black view. So go and look it up and uh, hopefully you'll find something you'll like. And the beauty of it is, is that you then go and get a SIM-only contract with E. My SIM-only contract is about £10 a month. And that gives me all the um, data I need and all the Wi-Fi. Occasionally it runs out just before the end of the month, usually a couple of days early. Uh, but frankly, it's all I need um, because... Really, it's not so much the making telephone calls. The telephone calls come in to me. So that works brilliantly for me. And uh, so very pleased with that. So that's my tip for today. Now, let's talk about cruise ships. I say that for years I've lectured on cruise ships. And uh, so I must have been on about, uh, oh, in the last 10 years, about... Uh, 40 to 50 cruises so I know all all about isolation and everything else because it, you as a lecturer you get an inside cabin now that's basically like a tin wardrobe you're inside it it's very small it's very nicely put together but you are inside but you take the view of course that you're only going to go in there to sleep because the ships are big lots of things to do lots of areas to go and um, it's a little unfortunate this coronavirus has happened and you've had all this quarantining going on. Now, cruise ship crews are quite used to dealing with this because they have a procedure in place for norovirus, which is the winter vomiting bug. Now, like any closed community, hospitals, um, exhibitions, Cheltenham races, shall we say, anywhere where a lot of people get together, uh, transmission of disease um, is quite quick. And so uh, when it does break out on a cruise ship, it will go around the ship and you'll find that uh, passengers will be quarantined in their uh, cabins and the crew will serve the meals. And uh, normally it's three days and you're back out and enjoying yourself again. But of course, with this terrible bug, which nobody's got an antidote for, uh, vaccine, call it what you like, and they're not likely to have one for at least a year, so, um, we're going to have to put up with it. And of course, the problem being 
that uh, although we're going to put up with it, we don't know whether it's going to come back again. So we might get over this hump, and nobody's talking about that, because there is a possibility, like flu, that it turns up every year. So that's why we've got to find a vaccine so that uh, we can all have the shots, uh, just like the flu vaccine. We have another vaccine for this and try and resolve it. They will eventually come up with it, but there again, we have to make sure that uh, uh, another deadly bug isn't released by the likes of China or other countries. And uh, supposing it's done maliciously, think about it it wasn't too long ago that uh, the russians had a go at salisbury so this has had a far more devastating effect worldwide than that so is this germ warfare we don't know but nobody's talking about that um, because they're just trying to work out day to day what's going on but that is something for us all to ponder now, have you tried the supermarket? That's, that was quite an interesting experiment. I thought, right, I wanted to get a Sunday paper and I was tipped off by a neighbour who said, don't go to Tesco, uh, the small Tesco shop, uh, Tesco online. No, it's not online. Tesco, whatever they call the little shops, convenience stores they got. So there's a, a queue a mile long outside. So, right, won't do that. I'll go to Morrison's. Aldi used to sell newspapers, but they don't sell them now. So I uh, went to Morrison's. And that was quite amazing because uh, uh, the barrier stretches. This is in Cardia, which is very near to us. Um, the barrier for the queue stretches all the way around the car park, past another row of shops, and you have to go to the end must be about uh, 800 yards long I'd say the, the, this channel was now there's nobody there there's a couple of goons sorry security men on the door and I said come just let me in here I said no 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 you got to go all the way up the end nobody there I said this is the exit yeah I know it's the exit but if I just go in uh, anyway he wasn't he wasn't having it so I had to push the trolley way over to the other side and all the way around and uh, finally got into Morrison's and they're operating these sort of one trolley one person scenarios so you've got odd bods standing around outside waiting by cars waiting for their other halves to come out so round I go got the shopping list it's quite a short one and I uh, thought this, this is quite amazing because this stuff clearly isn't moving uh, picked up bags of potatoes for eight pence. Uh, new potatoes, really nice too. Um, salmon's quite good. Notice the fish count had virtually disappeared, but uh, um, the, the prices were being slashed back. I thought, That's, uh, well, must try that again. But then to get to the cashier's bit was absolutely amazing. So there we go. And really, sorry, I'm Trying to record this. Yes? No? Carry on. Sorry about that. Um, the other half keeps interfering with this podcast. I'm going to have to do something about that. So here we go. Um, into Morrison's, trying to get to the cashier. And so I'm pushing the trolley up the channel. 
and another goon appears and says, nope, you got to go up aisle 16. So why have we got to go up aisle 16? Because, sir, that is the only way you can get to the cashiers. Oh, yes, fair enough. They had the barriers up and the, the uh, checkered tape everywhere. So filed up to channel 16. Bear in mind, there are only a handful of people in the entire store, and there's only me waiting. Uh, oh, you've got to stand on this uh, this poster that says says wait here. There's nobody at the various checkout. Oh, number one, right? So called forward, go and do that. And the poor woman at the, at the cash desk got this damn great big piece of perspex around her now. Um, like in the old days at cinemas, if you remember, can remember back that far, the cashier was sitting in her little booth. So, well, it's a bit like that now. The only thing is the way they've cut the perspex, it's like difficult to try and um, get your card into the slot. So somebody uh, mismanaged that slightly. But there we go. They're, they're, all, they're all trying to do things. And so anyway, got, uh, got a few bargains, got the newspapers. That was good. So... Um, taking a while, reading them a lot slower now, so I'm not getting out every day for a newspaper, and I do like a good read. The problem, of course, is that, um, well, most people get their news off, off their tablets and their iPhones and everything else, but I still like the idea of actually seeing a page laid out you can get a lot more information and from the graphics when you take in the whole page rather than just look at uh, a tiny little type uh, on, on your tablet or your smartphone. So that's why I like to see the papers occasionally. Uh, mind you, some of the papers have taken a battering. Uh, I really can't stand the Telegraph now. They seem to have... Uh, sacked all their star writers and the, the current bunch that are in there. Um, it's not the Telegraph I remembered. I really used to enjoy. And so um, it's owned by the Barclay Brothers, isn't it? So hopefully um, that will change and uh, uh, it'll come back as uh, one of my favourite newspapers, but it isn't at the moment. Uh, but uh, that's the way it goes. Times has actually improved somewhat. And uh, of course, on Sunday, it's the Sunday Times. Uh, so that's it's still quite a good read. And uh, they seem to be putting more information in now, and less white space. They went through a phase of that. But that's just my personal gripe, so we won't worry about that. So here we are. We're into this, this week, uh, another week. Uh, I see the city of Wuhan, where it all started, set to lift the lockdown this Wednesday, for heaven's sakes. So, uh, well, we hope that is going to work. If it isn't, then, of course, they might send another virus back our way, and that's something we don't want, we really don't want. Um, it is going to take an age for us to resolve this, and we haven't really been doing this properly over here, all this social isolation business. Uh, if you go to any European country, they are constantly, they've got the thermometers out and uh, they've got uh, heat-seeking cameras and they are doing all the tests and they're testing people and we're just playing at it. The fact is that uh, the government's caught on the hop 
they hadn't taken it seriously. They had all the information um, ages ago, but they were too caught up with Brexit and the elections and everything else to really give it any credence. So that's what's happened. We haven't got the kit and they're constantly playing catch up. But I do feel sorry for the people who are at, at the, on the front line, if you like, or uh, at the cutting edge of the NHS. When you look at some of the uh, protection equipment they've been issued with, I've seen boxes that are out of date that have had white stickers placed over the expiry date. Uh, they haven't had enough. The quality is rubbish and the sets are incomplete. And there's doctors near to tears saying that, you know, we're near to breaking point and if we get any more, we just cannot uh, deal with this. So what are we going to do? Uh, well, I'm hoping that they will play catch up. They will get there. And in any case, what I will say to you, please stay safe. Wash your hands. Good 20 seconds with soap and hot water. Okay, um, stay away from everybody. Be antisocial and be proud of being antisocial. Okay, so stay socially aware, socially apart, and we really will get through this. And I'll be seeing you all too soon. And I'll try and dig out some jokes just to make this a little more fun rather than the dry podcast that it is at the moment. But there we go. That is precisely half an hour. Thank you for listening and join us for the next one.